Disrespectfully say that we weren't gonna have Quaalude Kwan as the entrance to the new season of the Fat and Titled Bastards. What up, you bastards? It's me, your boy, Mad Mad. With me as always, Quintuple Double. Done. So, it's been a minute. It's been a couple of, it's almost been like a year or something. It's been like a year. Uh, we're going to bring back, uh, I don't know how frequently we're going to do the episodes, but we're going to try to do them like more frequently, more frequently than like than once we, a year. Yeah, it's like once a year. I would definitely say. Definitely more frequently than at that. At least once a month. Yeah, we can try to do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say like stretch goal is once our uh, bi-weekly. That's the stretch least, goal. At like, two a month. That's yeah. the stretch goal. That would we put get, if we can get into a month, we're doing very good. Like, 12, uh, 12 episodes a year, or at least... I would like to get to 24. 24 would be great. Yeah, like, but we're we're fucking really shitty about actually committing to... We're fucking adulting out here. I mean, what do you want us to do? Adulting to- is a strong word. I would say <laughs> that we are uh, basically just doing hood rat shit. Basically. So, uh, we're going to do a quick catch-up with you guys. Uh, what have we been up to? What have we been doing? Yeah. Working. Working. Working our ass off. I had my kid for a little while. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's dope. And uh, I think that a uh, big thing was is that uh, I have stopped, for the most part, dipping. Really? Yeah, the, like, like the uh, on packages and shit. I don't smoke as much as I used to either, since you put me onto the on packages. It's just, like, free fucking nicotine. Yeah. Like, I don't... It turns out, I don't even really like spitting. Like, I thought that was the... like was No, the, no, it was the having a fucking pouch of 100% nicotine in my goddamn mouth. Like... <laughs> and that's... I think that's really where uh, the ability to quit came from, was that, like, I can pop... Like, so the on packages come in, like, two, four, and, like, eight. Eight. Yeah. And there's like 20 packages in each thing, and they're like, take one package at a time. So I stuff like five in my mouth, <laughs> like eight milligrams, and be like, ah, nicotine. <laughs> like, That's fucking ridiculous. It's stupid, but I've stopped dipping for the most part. The only time I ever buy a tin of dip now is legit if there is no on available. Really? Or they don't have two packages. Because it's buy one, get one. Right. Yeah, so, uh, just hard-ass segue. Uh, I got a dog. <laughs> so, um, my friend texts me, and she's like, Hey, uh, my dog just had puppies. Would you like a dog? I said, No. And then she's like, They're pure blood, like, Yorkies. 
Like, bitch, I don't have pure buck, like, like fucking $1,300 dog money. She's like, I didn't ask if you wanted to buy one. I asked if you wanted one. And I said, no. And then she sent pictures, and I'm like, give me to run. <laughs> and so within two weeks, this furry bastard is not the runt anymore. He's the fattest fucking one among them. It's because you feed the shit out of him. No, he's skinny. Like, he's athletic. So I got a full-blooded, purebred Yorkie, full-size, hidden name Mo. <laughs> M-O-E, Mo. Which I didn't realize was as close to no as I thought it was. But, uh, uh, so he just does hood rat shit, like with me. Uh, my fa- I think my favorite thing is that the uh, stoop dudes in the neighborhood... Because I live in, like, the shittiest part of Greensboro. Well... No, not the shittiest. The shittiest adjacent part of Greensboro. And uh, I actually like my neighborhood because it's kind of like the diamond in the rough. Like, there's a lot of immigrant families and shit like that live here. Right. And so, like, it's kind of Beaver Cleaverville for those of us that can afford to live in, like, the nicest part of the hood. (laughs) Right. So, like, uh, uh, I got to tell myself real quick... So, I don't know if... Did I tell you this story? I don't know. I don't know if I did. So, I take Alexis to the airport, right? Right. And my family is that family that doesn't believe that an airplane can take off after 7 a.m. So, like, every time they book a flight, it's like at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And they don't fly her out from the airport that's, like, literally 15 minutes from my house. They fly her out from RDU. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? So I got to go up there, stay with them, right? But they're like, hey, take our car. Cool. So I'm driving the uh, uh, the the mom's car, the Nanodactyl, right? Take her over there. They give me the debit card. They're like, if you need anything, just put it on the debit card. Because, like, I'm a broke bitch. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm living in this fucking apartment. I can barely survive, right? Because, like, I'm just not, like, like, my financial liquidity is not existent. So... I get to the airport. I use their credit card to book into Premier Parking. It's only six bucks, but I was there longer than I had to be, right? Right. Because it wasn't, I thought it was going to be my kid, because she did sabotage me like five times taking her into the fucking airport, right? So I, my license is not valid. It expired in April. So I'm like, am I even going to be able to take this kid and put her on this plane? I don't actually know. So I just go. Right? Because, like, hood rat rules, what the fuck ever happens, right? Right. So I get her to the airport. They do not give a fuck that my license is is expired. They're super friendly. Like, the check-in people, the TSA, like, fucking everybody's super friendly. And that's because I realized I was flying Southwest and not American Airlines. (laughs) I already used one of the best airports in the fucking world. I'm just gonna. It's so easy. Already, every time I go to RDU, it's just it's just cakewalk for me. So I made the intelligent Minneapolis shit. <laughs> so like I went, yeah, you you have flown recently. I, I've flown a lot. Actually, now, what's bro. funny is that like I've, I've been to O'Hare now. I've been to Las Vegas. Like <laughs> I've been to Mexico. Safest, to Mexico. It's the airport. safest way it to really, travel. You know what? 
It really is. <laughs> Although, the first time you flew out, do you remember what I did to you? Yeah, you're a fucking cunt for that. I sent you the uh, list me... of aviation crashes since, yeah. like, 1978. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. Because you were terrified about flying, and you were like... I got that... I got that... B.A. Baracus. I got that as soon as I was sitting in the seat with my seatbelt on. You told me you were taxing. I had it queued up. I was going to send it to you regardless. Like... <laughs> Like so, I sent him the uh, uh, the crash registry of uh, all aviation planes since 1978. Such a cunt. Uh, which uh, I only bring that up because uh, Chrissy's kid flew recently, and he hasn't flown since he was like an infant. Right. So uh, I was telling her to do the exact same shit to her kid. She wouldn't cower. <laughs> so you cowards don't even smoke crack. <laughs> So, uh, I, I have, I read up on what I'm supposed to do to drop the kid off because I was worried about, like, not necessarily being able to do all the things I want to do. Like, I want to go with her to the gate. Like, I want to be able to make sure she gets on the plane. And it turns out that when you fly an an unaccompanied minor, that they actually do have those protocols in place. Like, you get your own gate ticket and stuff like that to go there, and they tell you you're not allowed to leave until the plane actually hits the skies. Right. Right, which which is exactly what I wanted. I just wanted to make sure that I could be able to do that. Right. And so it turns out that's exactly how it works. But I had an incident. So this family gets on the plane... And it turns out that the daughter has sickle cell. What? And so I don't know how much you know about sickle cell anemia or anything like that. I'm black. As a white guy, I shouldn't know anything, but I've actually educated myself on the subject beforehand. Because you remember Ryan Clark, the defensive back for the Steelers? Yeah. Remember he He couldn't ever play in Denver? Yeah, because he had it. He has sickle cell type C. Yeah, which is bad because you can't play at high elevation. Yes, exactly. And so, as a parent, you'll die. Yeah. Um, as a parent with a child with sickle cell, would you not make sure that your kid could get on a fucking airplane before you book the fucking tickets? Yeah. Turns out this family did not. And the only reason they even found out the kid had sickle cell was because she was little and they let her do the meet the pilot thing. And she had, like, some, some stuff with her, and she's like, I have sickle cell. And so the pilot immediately goes, what type? And nobody had any fucking idea. Because there's oh, wow. four legitimate types of sickle cell. And sickle cell type C is the one where you, like, can't go into higher, like, elevations. And so I'm thinking, like, if this plane takes off and this kid fucking dies... In the middle of the sky, my kid's going to end up at, like, Atlanta with, like, a dead child on an airplane. Like, ah! Did they figure out what it was? Uh, uh, so the uh, the gate attendant actually got a no for them to fly, but the pilot got a yes. And so the pilot was like, let's go. And ten minutes later, the plane's in the air. It's like... I hope that kid didn't die. She didn't. Okay. Turns out, not that type of sickle cell. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it did feel very slapdash. <laughs> so I got up at like 3.45 in the morning to go take this kid to the airport, right? And I'm 
<laughs> I'm at my parents' house, so I don't sleep for shit because I'm sleeping on like a, uh, a recliner. Like we're like the recliners are super nice, but they're like shit. Right. Like you can't sleep. Like so, uh, I get back home at about eight o'clock in the morning. Like to give you an idea, I took off at four thirty. I got back at eight a.m. I know. What's that's how lead? it's only a forty-five minute like drive from what's from the flight lead though. Six forty-five. So you had to be there at like five a.m. It ended up taking off at seven ten. Okay. It was in the air by like seven twenty. I parked Premier, so I just literally walked down the fucking baggage claim and into my car <laughs> or my mom's car, and I drove back home. I end up taking a nap. My parents have that like super awesome like Tempur-Pedic bed, and uh, I end up uh, sleeping to like ten, right? So I finish my laundry and I put all the stuff in their car because I figure, like, I gotta pick my mom up at two, right? Pops was supposed to do it. I was just supposed to go home, but it turned out his like uh, like ad- administrative assistant or whatever called out, and so he has to be on the phones all day. So he can't leave the office. Right. So, like, now i got to go pick up mom. It's not a big deal. Like, they fucking facilitated half this trip. So, cool. Um, so I take mom's car back. So I load up Mo in his crate. This is this uh, blue-black shit you see over here. Uh, I uh, load up my laundry and all the groceries I stole from the freezer. No. Like, don't feel bad. They have two refrigerators. And one of which is just full of food they're never going to eat. Like, I've been there three times, and I've seen the same shit in the freezer. I'm taking that shit. <laughs> Belongs to me now. Hood rat rules. That makes sense. So, uh, I end up uh, coming to the house at about 11.45. Get Mo out of the car. He's losing his shit because he's never been kenneled in a car. So, he's, like, not cool with it, right? And the uh, the big dog that lives outside the neighborhood is, like, out. Like, out, out. Bear? Oh, yeah, bears off the leash. And, like, there's all these African families standing around, like, terrified of fucking dogs because they're from fucking Africa. It's because hyenas, bro. Bro, not not even hyenas, just, like, wild-ass dogs. Yeah, like, wild they, dog. they don't trust dogs like that. Like, like, yeah, I know the dog is cool, but I'm also a bald white guy. Like, yeah. They just assumed I knew the dog. Turns out I do. <laughs> but, like, so I'm, I'm trying to get my dog inside the house so I can double-check on our Russian friend at the end of the street because it turns out his wife died, like, two weeks ago. And that's why all those beer cans and shit. Like, if you look around the fence, like, he's got, like, me-level beer trash outside. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm rushing around trying to make sure my man's not dead. Right, and uh, uh, try to get in my house. Here's the problem. Get to the front door. The Russian dog is looking at me. My dog is looking at me. I don't have my keys. Right? I took mom's car home. Truck keys are at that at their house with the truck. So did you load up there in your mom's car? No, it gets worse than that. So my ass has to break into my own house. Oh, right? Shit. Now, the big bay window right there has metallic clips in there blocking the sliding track because we're smart about break-ins, right? The kitchen window, however, does not have a lock on it, and that is the prescribed way to break into the house. Now, I'll be honest. The the kitchen window is like five feet off the ground, and it's small. 
And everybody that told me I was full of shit when I said I climbed through that bitch didn't watch me climb through that bitch. Now, I weigh every bit of, like, 285 right now, right? Correct. And so, like, I actually get my, my whole torso through the window, like, no problem. Oh, like, my God. But, but my so gut gets cut, like, caught on the ledge. And so now I have to do, like, the weevil wobble at 285 pounds to get through the goddamn window because I'm too fat, right? Now, I don't know what compelled past me to put the chair in front of the window, but I'm glad I did. Uh, I didn't. The kid was, like, charging her cell phone or some shit and had the chair downstairs. So I, like, lump my leg up and I climb through this fucking window. I get the dog inside. I go to check to make sure the neighbor's still alive, right? I put Bear on a leash. Uh, I put him against this fence, and I go get my laundry and all the groceries I stole, right? And so I put everything away, and then I start to unload my pockets because I'm going to take a shower because I just climbed through my fucking kitchen window. Guess what I pull out of my pocket? Your keys. My keys. Oh, shit. The only saving grace I have is that there was no one present at this time period to watch my fat ass climb through this window. I bet you that shit was funny. As I fun. beat my own fucking... My back was all out. I got bruises <laughs> all over my stomach. I got a cut on my leg, like, just trying to climb through this fucking window. Like... Ugh. Just imagine Matt climbing through this window. That window's small as fuck. It is small as fuck. I don't know man. if I could fit through that motherfucker, to be honest. I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can put your torso through the window like I did. Like, I have enough upper body strength to just, like, kind of power. Like, I do the back crack for everybody. Like, doesn't matter how much you weigh, I can crack your back. And, like, 99% of motherfuckers can't crack mine. Right. Like, I got myself through that window. And I admit. As far as what it looked like, I did it pretty smooth. But I beat my own ass doing it. <laughs> to pull my fucking keys out of my pocket, because I thought it was my mom's keys in my pocket. But I had tossed them some bitches in the goddamn laundry basket, and I wasn't thinking straight. It's like, motherfucker. That was really fucking stupid. So, that's me telling myself. <laughs> what have you been up to? Not much, man. Fucking, of course, I mean, if we're talking about the whole year, because we haven't done a show since then. No, I went to fucking Cancun. How was that? That sounds that awesome. Sh- the shit was fucking... Didn't amazing. you do, like, an all-inclusive paid trip all-inclusive. thing? all-inclusive. You could drink as much as you motherfucking want. They had had to wheelbarrow my ass back to the fucking hotel bro, every night. Bro, there were, there were times where I thought I wasn't going to be able to get out of the fucking pool. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's the best place to be shit-faced. I know it is. Just and, drown and, and die. And, just be like, and, and I think the best part was, it's like, oh my god, I'm drunk as shit. Let me go to this restaurant and get me a 17 ounce fucking prime rib for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's not free. You paid for it. Oh, I mean, I paid for it, but I mean, I could have as much as I wanted. The goal is to like out fucking eat yourself and out drink yourself out of what you fucking paid I for. Did though, and that's the problem. I mean, I was having top shelf shit. Did you get to do the seafood thing, like, with, like, the scrimps and the lobsters mm-hmm. and the... That's... Bro, I, they had a... They had one day... One day they had a... Uh, <coughs> they had a fucking... They had, like, a barbecue out on the beach. Just, like, barbacoa? Or was like, it? Like, like, like... They had a bar... Like, burgers, barbecue, ribs, all kinds of shit. That's insane. It just all kinds of shit. 
bro, I, I, shit, Jesus Christ, it was, it was crazy, and then, like, my room, I had a little swim-out pool, like, my like from the balcony, private, from the balcony of my room, I could walk out, and there was a pool right there, and I could, I just go in, man, it's fucking phenomenal, that's dope, bought a fucking car, uh, the fusion is pretty sweet though, man. I did. When he took me out for uh, the uh, yeah, my uh, yeah, well, it was the Demon Slayer Demon Slayer movie. Like, like that was the like, first of all. We need to go back to that restaurant. Yeah, that restaurant was fire. Now I did get like way too drunk, but I was at. I time. didn't give a fuck. We had fun. It was a lot of fun. That shit was fun as fuck. Dude, All the way to Winston you got to watch like this a, goddamn movie. In IMAX. <laughs> in IMAX. Didn't even know I bought IMAX tickets. I just bought them. We showed up and figured out that's what it was. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I saw the beginning of the movie, and I saw the end of the movie. That was so drunk, passed out. <laughs> but I had had, like, fucking 15 shots of 99 whatever. Yeah, but we also, we also fucking drank a shitload of beer at that restaurant. Because it was like an Irish pub. The Lafroigs, like we got, we got scotches. We got like, it was good food too, man. Like you did the bacon mac, but I did the uh, bangers and mash. Yeah. And the bangers and mash were off the fucking chain. That corned beef was fucking was. Oh, it was the corned beef and cabbage. I got not the bangers match. The corned beef was fucking incredible. Like I had, I had to like force myself to eat it all. Yeah. What else? I mean, fucking. I went to the beach this summer, of course. I mean, hung out with the kid a lot. Uh, shit. I mean, I didn't do much, man. I mean, that was pretty much the highlight of what I've been up to was going to Cancun and shit like that. That was pretty much it. And we're doing the D&D thing. And, oh, we have been playing yeah, D&D. We've been playing some D&D and fucking around with that. Actually, that's the main game now. To be honest, is that the main game? Yeah. So like, uh, I I Sam had a game for the uh, third game this weekend, and I opted out of it, and that's where I got the bug up my ass to start the show back again. You're like, bro, you should have said something. Like I would have done this instead of whatever I was gonna do. Like I didn't think of it until like right now. So yeah, I couldn't find like Jesus. So what? Uh, we're going to start segueing into subjects. Yes. Uh, the first subject we're going to bring up is the new Suicide Squad movie. And I just have to say, How this is the I? shit. This is the shit that we should have seen, seen in the, the first, first film. Yeah, the first film should have been this. Because it's funny as shit. It has brevity. It has, like, links. Uh, with the characters and shit like that, and like, like I the the only I watched the first half of the movie uh, when you said nobody's safe, right? Yeah. And so I literally watched the first half. I paused it, and then I ended up watching the second half uh, uh, the next day. But like, I think the team is cool. Like the way they shot it is fun. I like the Tarantino time skips and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like. Like, it's pretty fucking good. I also like my boy. Ishoba did have a dope-ass character. Like, his whole shit was dope. They replaced uh, Deadshot with Bloodsport. Like, that's that was the goal. That's why they did that stupid-ass, like, kid storyline with him. Like, like okay, cool, yeah, I, I know what you're doing. Middle finger, finger to Will Smith. 
Will Smith fucked up by not being involved in this movie. Now, he could come back. Oh, he could. But, like, now you're going to have to share, like, the screen. Like, either Idris or Will has to die that next, like, if they're in the same episode. Like, they killed off dudes I didn't think they were going to kill off. The characters they brought in were ancillary but fun. Like, Peacemaker is fucking hilarious. Yeah, John Cena did a great job with that. That shit was... That was not what I was expecting. Yes, he's in the dumbass suit, but he's also a badass with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my thing is, is that, like, he's been getting into a lot of uh, Hollywood, like, big blockbuster films, and he's uh, gone back to wrestling to challenge Roman Reigns. And, uh, first of all, the best thing they ever did was turn Roman Reigns into a heel. Is he heel? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the head of the family now, or the head of the table. He has the uh, he has uh, himself. Paul Heyman is his advocate, like Brock Lesnar, right? And the Usos are, like, his boys. Oh, that might be fire to watch. Unfortunately, I'm not watching this shit anymore. So it's been terrible. It's no, Wrestling's sure been fucking terrible lately. All across the board. Like, no, just in general, it's been bad. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that yeah, we'll here periodically. But this movie, though, I mean, as far as John Cena's acting but skills... He's he's now more interested in working the acting schedule instead of doing the wrestling thing. And I think he should, though. He's, he's got the chops it. for it. He's good at it. Yeah, no, he's been doing a great job. And so, like, he's about to get that Peacemaker show that's going to come out. And uh, he's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do the rock thing. I'm not gonna come back, like all the time. There's no point. Coming. Like I'm not the Undertaker. I'm John Cena. Nobody really liked me to begin with. Like, but I'll come back because I like to do the wrestling shit, right? And I'm gonna get a chance to wrestle like Roman Reigns in an event where Roman's the heel. But I think there's a twist because the Peacemaker's not like a hero. No. He's like a vigilante villain, kind of. Yeah. I think John Cena is going to make the heel turn at SummerSlam. And become part of the family? No. I think he's going to be like heel turn Cena, like Hollywood Hogan style. Cena? Yes. (laughs) How much would that break the fucking internet? Everything lines up for it. And they saw the proof of the pudding by moving Roman from a, like face to heel, and now he's getting like mad cheers and shit like that. And he's just like like where it was like this is my yard. Now he's the head of the table. He's like I am wrestling. I am the number one guy. I beat leukemia. I'm the guy. Like Superman punched everything into oblivion. Yeah. Like like. And he's got Paul Heyman for Heat now, too? Yeah. Beautiful. The best thing in wrestling going on right now is Roman Reigns' heel turn. The only thing I could think that would be better than Roman Reigns' heel turn is John Cena heel turn. And with the way that they did Suicide Squad and the roles he's... Because apparently he's a villain in the Fast and Furious shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know how he's tough? He spells Jacob with a K. Oh. I didn't even notice that. It's so does. I fucking hate those movies so much. I fucking hate those movies so much. It was so bad, though. It was you so watched bad. It? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. It was. It was like. 
I mean, okay, I get it. You wanted to make Dom have a brother and whatnot. Jacob. But they never mentioned Jacob in any of the movies until this one. How many other? There are like nine. There's nine. How do you not mention that you have a brother? This is my super. It was just so hard. It was just so hard for me to believe because there's always been Dom and Mia, right? It's Dom and Mia. That's the Toretto's you know. I, that I don't was know it. Toretto's because I fucking hate that series. I mean, that's that's cool and all, but I mean, like... We are family. I mean... No, that, it haunts my fucking nightmares. Shit doesn't make that any sentence, sense. That sentence, we are family. Every time we're in a, like, a fucking shooter game and there's driving involved, you go <laughs> off the fucking chains because, like, I'm not the driver, you're the driver. I'm the gunner. Right, that's our that's our jobs. Like we have jobs. We've played games together long we, enough that we, we have fucking roles. getting chased in GTA or something like that. And then you know how there's we a cliff. We're family. And we'll be getting chased by the cops. I'm like, we are family. I I'll take gonna, that bitch off the cliff. And I'll I be know like, I'm gonna end up in some sort of fucking horrifying situation. <laughs> like just to name a couple. That, you remember that time we were getting chased, and we were our mission was at the mansion. And we, we just immediately just ran that truck into the mansion. Far Cry. I crashed it was into Far Cry the 5. mansion upside down. Far Cry 5. And I was on the got door. out and we're immediately getting shot at. It was it was crazy. That was Far Cry 5. Yeah, it was. That's not even the dumbest shit you ever did in Far Cry 5. <laughs> the expansion was even worse because we had this, like, fucking uh, 18... <clears throat> I'm sorry. 18-wheeler. And, like... It was like three stories tall, and at the top of this fucking three-story tall 18-wheeler, there's a turret, which is where I would sit. So, like, we're getting chased by, like, like I would say Mad Mask, uh, or a Mad Max-esque, like, fucking characters, right? Right. And I'm trying my best to stave them off. We're not going very fast. It's like a big rig. And all of a sudden, Quincy says, we a family. And I just know. I just know we're fucked. And there's no road or destination where he turns. He just turns, right? And, and we're in the woods somewhere. And we're tumbling a three-story <laughs> big rig. Tumbling. We, we a family. Down this hill. And he's cackling like a jackass. And I'm yelling at him, like legit yelling at him, because I, I just fucking know... I'm going to end on the shit end of this stick. And that's the way it works every fucking time. Uh, the only time it's ever worked out was when we were playing uh, 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 Ghost Recon, the yeah. last game, where uh, you like literally just land this fucking helicopter in the middle of this base we have no business being in. Nope. We're out-leveled. It's not even a fucking thing. Like, oh. it's bad. Mow! Shout! Yeah, you're new poppy. <laughs> yeah, you know who that is. So, um, we do, uh, <laughs> we get out of this thing, and I don't really have ammo. Like, not really. Like, I've got, like, the basic start-out ammo for my uh, heavy machine gun. I can't remember, but we damn near, we damn near John Wick that base. That shit was crazy. We didn't damn near anything. So, uh, we end up fighting our way up to the penultimate point, where there's, like, 15 heavily armored dudes and you end up getting put down and then spawn outside of the base oh i have to get back so you're trying to find your way back into this base i have no ammo i only have a handgun 
<laughs> and I, John Wick, this bitch, like through the grace of fucking God, I have never played this well ever in any game ever. I fucking John Wick our way out of that base. And then I come around the corner like, because <sighs> <sighs> it was anarchy. It was just fucking machine guns everywhere. And I just had this pistol, and I'm like, ah! That game was so tight, though, man, because when we used to get in gunfights on the mountains, just the sound of it, it was awesome. I really enjoyed that game. The only problem we ever had was that you got a bug up your ass, and you would jump ahead, and then we just wouldn't be aligned on the same subjects. So I would love to go back and play that game, but, like... We can definitely go back and play it. Um, the, uh, the Suicide Squad movie fucking segued back hard. Yeah was fucking really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what was your favorite part about the movie? My favorite part? Yeah. Probably where they go into this village and just murk everybody. And I mean everybody. You mean <laughs> the village? There, that yeah, they were like so- the, rebel, the rebel village. Like, how come my people didn't tell me you were here? And then they were like, they were like, oh, we might have murdered everybody. Everybody might be dead. I think my favorite part was uh, the javelin. Oh, when Harley had the javelin? No, she has the javelin the whole movie. Yeah. As in that, like, when Javelin tells her, like, you have to, like, take this, it'll be your, like, uh, your MacGuffin for this whole thing, right? And uh, (laughs) he, uh, uh, we're watching it in the background at the moment. (laughs) And so she's like, I don't, you didn't tell me what I'm supposed to do with this thing. And she she literally, throughout all their battles and shit, keeps on to this fucking javelin. Yeah. And she murks some people with that fucking javelin, too. Like, Harley Quinn Star you. was absolutely dope in this movie. I thought she was dope. She was really good, man. So, we've been on our bullshit for a minute, and uh, we're going to do another hard segue because uh, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> um, soccer. Woo, soccer, man. Wow. Oh, man. What a fucking season, though, bro. What a season. The season was crazy. Yeah, I can go ahead and do it. Chelsea are the champions. Chelsea, baby. The blues. Europe is blue. I will Europe say is this. fucking blue. Let's go. This uh, this season has been my season to where I don't hate Chelsea as much as I've hated them in the past. Like I've never like like been like like Chelsea is the worst because Liverpool will always be my like least favorite team. Fuck Liverpool. Um, but uh, so like we got into a thing with the EPL chat where uh, like I hang out with you and Patrick and you guys are both mega like Chelsea fans. Yeah, mega Chelsea fans. And uh, I I brought up something to you guys that I don't think that you ever knew before, which is the unparalleled hate. Oh, we get all kinds of hate. Like Cowboys level hate on Chelsea, and like I've I've explained it to where like yeah, if you're successful, that kind of heat is always like accepted because you know you're doing a good job at that point. Like right. you know you're putting on a competitive team if everybody fucking hates you. Like, remember the old, re- like, Real Madrid hate back in, like, 2014? Yeah. Like, that level hate. It's because they won fucking three Champions Leagues in a row. Yeah, but all an EPL team needs to do is win one, one thing. thing. 
and the, the heat is immediately transferred, magnified back to that team. And if people didn't hate on Chelsea before, they oh, sure as sure fuck do now for one reason. What's that? The same reason the Phillies and the Steelers get heat. <laughs> like, just fucking... You win. <laughs> right? Like, like you, put up the, you put up results. You get players everybody else wants. Even, like, when we don't, when we, even when we don't win, we're still in the conversation of oh my god, they're going to fucking, they could win this. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, like, last year off season, the big debate was, who's going to end up with Kai Havertz? And then Kai Havertz ends up in Chelsea. And Rudiger turns his performance around, becomes a top-level performer. And then they, they land team over from, uh, uh, from RP Leipzig. Leipzig. We landed Hakeem Ziyech from Ajax. Like, everybody that was worth a fuck that season, as soon as you guys got off ban... You guys collecting? Well, like they were Pokemon that cards. Money. We couldn't buy anybody for two years. The only person we bought within that two years was Christian Pulisic. Which, not to mention, we got Christian Pulisic the year before. We got Timo Werner, Hakeem Ziyech, Kai Havertz, Ben Chilwell. And this season you lock up. And this Lukaku season we locked again. up Lukaku again. again. We get Lukaku back, and Lukaku in his prime. So the only thing that I would throw a caveat on with Lukaku, because I actually do, I am He's pretty opinionated, is that it's not Italy. No, it's not. It's not. And so he's playing higher class teams. Well, which I want to, I want to, I want to bring up a caveat to that too, because I know a lot of people are going to bring it up. But if you look at his goal production when he was at Everton, when he was at West Ham, Manchester United, Manchester United, it will, and Manchester United was probably his lowest goal production. But he's played in the EPL before. He knows what to expect. He's back in his prime now. He has a confidence that he's never had. I think a big thing here is that his facilitators are going to be like Juan Mata. Exactly. But but his facilitators now, even though Timo Werner gets a lot of heat, Timo Werner had 27 goal creations. He creates goals. He is the new Thomas Muller. He is the new king of the trash goals. And and, and I'm going to say this. Kai Havertz, y'all ain't seen the best of Kai Havertz yet. But ever since he scored that Champions League goal, he was arguably the best player on Germany this year. Not arguably, he was. He was the best player on Germany this year in the Euros. He scored most of your goals. A lot of the goals. A lot of the goals. He's coming in with a certain different confidence. Timo Werner has something to prove. That's why I don't hate him being... Hakeem Ziyech... In, in preseason, he didn't play all that well last year, but even though he was coming off of an injury, of a hamstring injury, so he wasn't playing at 100%. I'll say this, with Kai Havertz, Timo oh, Werner, and Rudiger being on the same stacked, team, bro. it makes Germany dangerous, and Germany's coach yes. just quit after the And Euros. now they have so coach, coach Sniff Fingers, Yergi Love, he has fallen from grace. He's fallen from grace. Since the World Cup. <laughs> He's been putting out some trash ass teams. He keeps playing fucking. Uh, oh, who is it? Um, Tony Cruz. Keep playing fucking Tony Cruz. Like, you got that. He does not fit the Ooh, team dynamic. Y'all's midfield could be so much better. They threw. They should have thrown Kimmich Gretzka. in the midfield. Gre- Kimmich, Kimmich and Gretzka should have been your midfield. Kimmich was in the midfield. The problem was is that Goretzka wasn't. Wasn't. And what when they put Gretzka in the midfield though he with produced. Kimmich, you saw the difference. Because Kimmich plays a swing position where he'll drop back to defense because his natural position is well, still. They play a pivot. They play a pivot. 
It's it. He's he can play right back. He can play center back. He can play center defense. He can play, he can play center middle, and he can play center attack if you put him in the right scenarios. Exactly. So like like I have no problem with these guys being on Chelsea, but you guys get some fucking heat, and it is entirely produced from your fan community. Our fan base is so toxic, bro. Like other people's as fans as as hate Chelsea fans, and that's where all that unparalleled but, heat but comes speaking from. Speaking of something that we thought would never happen, right? Like Leo Messi. Segue. Ha. Ah, that was a <laughs> good Leo, one too. Leo, it was Leo solid. Messi. No, no, no. It goes into that. Leo no, Messi. It's solid. Let's, let's take Leo Messi for a second, right? Leo Messi. You never think he's going to leave Barcelona. Cost too much to fucking buy him. Astronomically too much. His buyout clause was seven hundred million dollars. His y'all. buyout clause was a billion dollars. Almost a billion. It was seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. It, you can damn near say a billion dollars. Fucking. I want a fucking bajillion kajillion I mean, dollars. He's just like money. I don't want to play at this club anymore. Okay, he leaves, right? So no, that's not what happened. What happened? So it turns out that they tried to renegotiate his contract for fifty percent of what he was making, and he was cool with that. And then they tried to take another quarter off of that. What? And so financial fair play kicks in, as in that that Barcelona literally can't pay him the amount of money that is required for him to at least take a 50% pay cut. He has to leave Barcelona. And the reason he was upset and crying was because he always thought he was going to be like the Barcelona great. Like the number one guy, never he left, retired there. <laughs> never left, retired there. Like right. you got to remember some of the guys, like Pele. Like well, shit, fucking, I mean, like that dude's been. He's been. He's lived in Barcelona. He was nineteen. Younger than that, he went to Barcelona when he was fifteen. Because they got in financial fair play trouble for that. Because they did some shiesty shit to land him then. Yeah, he he went to Barcelona when he was fifteen. He's been there since he is fifteen years old, bro. So well, my man's like thirty now. He's lived there half his life. I think half his life, bro. So the uh, the big thing is, is that now he has to leave Barcelona. There was a problem though, and it actually got brought up in uh, ESPN FC, where they were like, "How come none of the EPL teams are trying to grab up Leo Messi? They already had a plan." Most teams already did. There's there's three teams that could have afforded him. Right? Like, period. Us, City, and Manchester United. And what's going on with those teams? They have a plan. They've already bought... The Manchester United has bought Jaden Sancho. They're trying to go younger but get fucking and dominant players. And they picked up another player for almost equal the amount of money. I forget what his name is, but like... I can't remember. He, they picked up another big-name player. Did they pick up another big-name player? Yes. Was it Varane? Might have been. Might have been. I'd have to look it up, but it might have okay. been. Okay. Might, might have been him, um, but City, City just picked up Grealish for a hundred million, and they have another. And they are, offensive they have target. another offensive target. We picked Harry up Kane. Harry Kane is their offensive target. Why would you give up Harry Kane to pick up Leo Messi? The Spurs aren't though. He's They're the, not going to sell their Harry Kane. His contract's up. It's not up to them. It's up to Harry Kane. On no, no, his contract's not up. His contract's up next year. Spurs still own the player, so they have to sell him. Or they're going to fall into the Leo Messi trap. Or they're going to fall into the Leo Messi trap, and then he'll be on a free next year. So, with that being said... They're going to get Harry Kane. They're going to end up getting Harry Kane because the Spurs... Because the Spurs... 
have no choice City to take is the deal. The, like, it, it is the New York Yankees of soccer. They just buy the best possible players. players. Yes. So if they get Harry Kane, City might win the fucking league again. And that's no joke. With, with Grealish and Harry Kane, they don't produce that's be in rough. Uh, champions. They might get to the semis. You're right. They don't have a Champions League. They don't. Um, courtesy of us. Grealish of ended up not performing. But that's the formula of Champions League, right? You have to feel the pain of losing Champions League. Losing a Champions League final before you win it. Am I wrong? I, To a degree, but not entirely. Like, there is a point in what you say. Uh, because, uh, like, we I mean, were having a conversation with Patrick about yeah. how it was that I ended up becoming a City fan. Right. And my story was that I actually was an Alex Ferguson fan. Not so much at Manchester United. I liked the coach, Alex Ferguson. Right. And he was the longtime coach of Manchester United. And so he's the guy that, like, fucking discovered Ronaldo, essentially. Wayne Rooney. Like, <laughs> like no, he, he, Pogba wasn't him. Pogba came after. Um, but, like, uh, uh, oh God. What was his midfielder, Ryan Giggs, the Ryan, Ryan Giggs, Giggs special. Like, Phil Neville, who's actually the coach of Miami. <laughs> like, like... So that's where I was saying, like, my new MLS team. Like, I've, I haven't had one. I'm going to choose an allegiance. They haven't won anything. They're a I mean, relatively mine, new expansion. Mine right now is Atlanta United. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, it's the closest thing to us. Yeah. But Charlotte now but has now, a team. Once Charlotte's team gets into MLS, I am I am going to be purely Charlotte. I'm on a three-year loan, fan-wise, to Miami. <laughs> they haven't won anything. They got good players. They got a good ranking. Like... They plus they got the flamingos. <laughs> it's a lawless nation out here for the flamingos. They're gonna rip out your motherfucking children's eyeballs. <laughs> your motherfucking eyeballs. And I mean, if if you're talking about us, I mean, like, yeah, we tried to go for Holland. Um, that didn't end up working out. Which I don't think that you should have. Uh, well, and, and I think well, that it's still on. too young. To, uh, it's he's still too young. To put him on a premier team. But and I mean, plan, like, premier team. But the plan that we were on, though, and I get it, is you get all these young, great players. Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is going to be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. He's going to be. It's going to happen. I this kid it. is fucking dynamite. I have seen him do shit. Yeah, I've seen him do shit. He hasn't scored. But he has done some shit I've been where if he had scored a goal off of it, Oh my God! You'd be like, yo, that's the next Ronaldo for sure. I have been pulling uh, Kai Havertz to my soccer team for the last like three years. Three years, yeah. Like, and so like, I knew who he shit. was, and he still hasn't really hit his. No, renaissance he hasn't yet. hit his renaissance. But when he does, and we got him for five years, now he has a Champions League. He's got a champion. Not, not, not just he does a Champions League. He has a Champions League where he scored the winning goal. Made every bit of that $80 million that Chelsea spent worth it. He is the new Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, like like the fucking like, EPL guys who just like never quite got it done, except he did it. And it wasn't like his team did it. He, he did it. Well, hold on. His team did it too. Yes, we scored one goal in that game. Our defense was very phenomenal. 
Yeah, but they allowed him the opportunity to play and at an individual with level. With the up and coming Mason Mount, Chelsea product, Chelsea Academy product, Mason Mount was a dog this year in Actually, that midfield. Actually, uh, because I started the MLS team in uh, FIFA. Mm-hmm. I have actually scouted Mason Mount. You should. And he is my target for next year. Mason Mount is fire. Mason Mount's good. But, like, everybody was losing their minds because they're like, how is there not, like, a big power play for Messi right now? And the issue is that every other team team has a plan. That's that's EPL. But, like, go around the league. Who else could have snatched him up, right? So, like, the next team outside of the EPL is who? Rio. Real is in the same league. They don't have money. You know that. Oh, they yeah, just spend a lot of money. Broke. Juventus? No, Juventus is in Italy. They're broke as shit, too. Germany. Oh. Anybody in Germany? Who in Germany? Bayern. Bayern doesn't spend money like that. The only next team outside of the EPL and PSG. I don't think you'd go to Germany, though. No, no, no. Here's the thing. If the money was right, he would. Because if you're trying to just like collect trophies at this point, oh, you definitely go to Bayern and play with and play with Leroy Sané, Lewandowski, Müller, Kimmich, like, Gretzka. But Bayern does not spend money like that. They will never be the front runners. Now, for what we I gave up say, on Havertz to go to you guys. Well, that's because we fucking we, we were going to just dump the fucking dump truck on them. And Bayern we doesn't do that. Once it prices out, they don't do it. We got Leroy Sané on like 65, I think. Yeah. And that was way more money than we had ever spent. Yeah, that was a record sale, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But like, how, much, how, how much did y'all get uh, up in Meccano for? It was like 29 No shot. Yeah. No, no shot. Real. No for real. Nah, bro. I'm about to look up that figure. Yeah, you're going to have to because we don't spend money like that. I don't like think that. y'all got it for Do you know why? Million. You guys have an owner. Who's your owner? It's Roman, dog. Who is City's owner? A-Rab Money. A-Rab Money. Right? Who is Manchester United's owner? The Glaziers, as in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. Right? Who owns Bayern? The fans. The city of Munich, as in the fans are the... Munich. So, like, the entire basis of Bayern Munich is we don't spend money money like that. That's why our stadium is so dope. Like, it lights up in yeah, different that's, colors. That's like, it's fire. one of the dopest stadiums to play soccer. That shit, that shit lights up red when they play. I can't believe it's not in the game. Like, like it used to be. But, like, it's not in the game right now. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Like They should put it in the game. It is yeah, the dopest dope. stadium in the best city in Germany. Like, everybody, like, like I was talking about the Chelsea hate, right? Everybody who doesn't live in Munich fucking despises Bayern Munich because they win. All if, like if we win this year, we have a decade of dominance. Like that do you understand true. how crazy that is? Yeah, you guys do have a decade of dominance in the ten consecutive like, years. Titles. Like that's insane. Like no other team. Like and and we win it consistently early. Like, this last year, we were, like, maybe three games back. Yeah, this this year was kind of The year before that, it was, like, 12 games back. Like, it was locked up, like, halfway through the season. Which is Germany's new coach, Hansi Flick. 
Now, if you don't know where Hansi Flick came from, because he just kind of appeared, right? right. He was Yergi Love's assistant coach when they won the World Cup. Oh, wow. That's where he came from. And that's the new coach of Germany. Now, I'm fucking upset that he's not the coach of Bayern anymore because the players love that fucking guy. And they performed really well under it, but they picked up I think uh, I like a the coach guy from, Leipzig. from Leipzig. Yeah. And I, I'm not like sold on him yet, but we're getting players. If, we're getting players who I don't think would have signed with us if he wasn't in charge. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely would have got up in Makano. But that's the reason up in Makano win. Yes. And but and we're making. I'll say this. We're trying to get Cybertur too. If there was another coach. That was gonna coach at Bayern. Bayern was gonna pick someone that consistently was in the top four. What's our weak points right now at Bayern? Your weak points? Defense. What has never been our weak point before? Center back. Defense. Right. We moved. Sule's not cutting it. Boateng's getting old. Alaba just went to Alba Real, Madrid. Real Madrid. So we have Hernandez, Pavard, and you know who's not performing? Davies. Well, Davies, Pavard, or Hernandez are not living up to the top bill. So we pick up <laughs> my my boy, right? I'm going to call him Upa. Yeah, Upa Magano. <laughs> He's at center back, though. He's going to be a center back. And we're trying to get Seibitzer now. The oh. right back from Leipzig. As in the, like, name brand That would be right a good back. pickup. Would be a great pickup to play opposite of. I also, I, I also wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to seeing y'all actually go for Serginho Dest. There is a player I want, whose contract is up, who I think would be a great fit at Bayern. Who? Sergio Ramos. They're talking about he's going to PSG. Everybody is going to PSG. Except why. that they're about to dump messy money. You know who won't have money to sign Sergio Ramos if they pick up Messi? That'd be PSG. You know who will have at least $65 million to drop on a defender? A world-class, a legendary defender? I don't give a fuck what you say. Oh, no, he's world-class. He is top-tier. At, like, 35 years old, he is top-tier. Bro, what are you talking about? We have Thiago Silva. Well, he's I, gonna be thirty. He'll be thirty-seven this year. Thirty-eight, I think. Thirty-eight, and he, no, he'll be thirty-seven. He was thirty-six last year. He'll be thirty-seven this he year. He was a great pickup. Like, but he, no, that was a fucking phenomenal pickup. I, I, for the last three years on FIFA, I've been picking him up. Which I mean, even with that being said, Silva got ended up getting hurt in the Champions League game, right when they went into the second half. They put in. Andres Christensen. Christensen's not a bad backup. And this motherfucker comes out of nowhere. Christensen's been shit for the last three years, though. He's not a bad player. He but just that the kid, right opportunities. Yeah, but but did you see what he did in the Euros? Yeah. He was fucking phenomenal in the Euros. So, like, Bayern's never going to spend the money. No team in the EPL has money to spend because they have a plan. Italy's broke. Spain is broke. Where does he go? PSG. And if PSG spends that money, they don't have Sergio Ramos money. No, they don't. You know who does? Y'all do. You know who else does? Dortmund. 
Not Dortmund. Dortmund will never buy a player like that. Dortmund has eighty million. Yeah, no, they're always dumping back into the uh, community, and they're going to go well, find they're, young they're talent. They're going to find a young talent to, to groom. Yeah, that's true. There's a very big team that would have the money that you're not thinking about that you should. Chelsea. Chelsea. We would have we won't, we won't enough take, money. But we won't get Sergio Ramos, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, like you said, EPL teams have a plan. The big purchase was Lukaku. They got it lined up. Yeah, they have money. The big purchase is Lukaku, but there's two other players that we're trying to get right now. Yeah, but you also have 42 starters on your team, per your coach. True. So you sell Tammy Abraham. Well, we're getting ready to sell him. That's going to happen. You sell a couple of other guys. Then, yeah, we'll have the money. And you have the money. Chelsea is the, the sneak-away team to pick up Sergio The only I team... I don't put a pass Marina to go after Sergio Ramos. Here's the thing. But if we get Sergio Ramos and have Thiago Silva, we'll go back to a back four. Yeah, you shouldn't, but you could. Well, we will. Do you pass up an opportunity to lock up Sergio Ramos? I don't think we do, man. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be the big deal at the halfway point. Here's the cool part about our team right now, and which our team has not done in the past. They're listening to the coach. Well, Tershell is fucking awesome. Thomas Tuchel is... He's a great coach. My man's a genius. He, took, he, t- he had Dortmund almost win the fucking... He UCL. was the coach we beat. He was the coach that they beat at PSG. And we have no business beating them in that no, game. No, Not the star power that they had. Absolutely not, y'all. No, no, the only reason we did was that we dropped Kimmich back to right back. And our defense, was, and y'all's defense was that good. Sule and uh, Boateng were on. Um, Thomas Tuchel, to come into a they middle of Kimmich a season... on... Neymar, and they doubled up Mbappe, and they played. They made the mistake of playing him at the wing, so uh, uh, Neymar is not in his natural position, and they're playing uh, Mbappe at the wing, and the guy guarding Mbappe is Kimmich, and shut him down. Well, you also had Davies, who was on point. But he's he's an offensive guy, really. He's yeah, playing yeah, but back he from was, the back. Yeah, even then, though, him playing back from the back, he was able to play forward more. So it was just... So now you have they had an option of Komen, Sané, Davies, Davies Nabry. Nabry, which Nabry is fucking fire. I mean, like I said, though, we have a plan. And for some reason, Thomas Tuchel, after coming in and he won the UCL, he had only been there fucking four months. To win a UCL, Roman and Marina, Marina being our financial officer and Roman being the owner, they're like, Thomas, who do you want? What, who do you want on your team? They're just listening to him. So. He, uh, he's getting whoever the fuck he wants. <laughs> you know hard what I'm segue. Yeah. Talking about whoever you want, right? Mm-hmm. So the WWE oh. has been dumping motherfuckers like crazy. Like crazy, yes. And Vince thinks the problem is NXT. Oh. Because they got their asses whipped by AEW in the ratings. Did they really? So, like, it turns out that at the NXT shows, they were actually watching the AEW broadcast 
and uh, AEW actually didn't give a fuck what they were doing. Like, they weren't watching the show like NXT was. Like, they, like NXT was trying to compete. Like, look at our fucking developmental brand doing better than this show. And then they didn't. And so they released a fuck ton. A fuck ton of dudes. Like, yeah. Braun Strowman was released. Braun Strowman was released? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, Bray Wyatt now was that, released. Now that was wild. I was like, what? They fucked his character up, though. That was their fault. Well, yeah, they didn't know the talent they had. They they badly booked them. It's, it's part of the NXT curse. Like, if you were developed in WWE, you're fucked. Like, they're never going to take advantage of you. So, like, the guys who have been dropped that have already shown up on other shows. Aleister Black. They dropped Aleister Black? Yes. And it turns out he was on an NXT contract and not a main roster contract. So his uh, right of rescission was 30 days. He's already on AEW. He just had a five-minute squash match where he squashed Cody Rhodes. What? Cody let him squash him when he came into the... Cody did a, a, a retirement speech after it. Like, they were trying to do, like, he has a concussion, like, like he's not in his right mind kind of thing. But, like, yeah, no, Aleister Black, five-minute squash-matched Cody Rhodes on AEW. Wow. Like, and he's, his character? Dope. So all the things it's you wish you... Black now? Malachi Black. Malachi Black. And he's part of, like, an asylum. <laughs> like demon dudes and shit like that like so he's starting to collect guys to be part of his faction like uh they're doing a big storyline right now where uh Kenny Omega is the AEW world champion and the Impact world champion as in TNA how the fuck cause they started joining forces TNA and Impact have been working together I'm sorry uh Impact and AEW have been working together for a hot minute. In fact, they split up the major group of being the elite. And now you have the elite instead of the Bullet Club, which is Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, who are AEW Tag Team Champions right now, and the Good Brothers, if you remember them. Don't remember them. So you remember those two big bald guys? Yeah. Right? The the guys that were like uh, with AJ Styles? Yeah. Yeah, those were original members of Bullet Club. And now Keith Gallows. You're talking about Gallows and Anderson? Gallows and Anderson. Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. Dennis are Anderson on AEW now? Impact tag team champions. And they're a faction. Oh, that's fucking dope. So it's Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and. Gallows and Anderson, right? They're a faction. So they're both world tag team champions at the moment, right? Right. Young Bucks and Gallows and Anderson, and they're doing their old Bullet Club gimmick, right? And then, uh, so they do a pay-per-view with Impact where Kenny Omega retains the Impact World Championship. And then Jay White comes out, as in Switchblade. 
right. Jay White from New Japan Pro Wrestling as in the Open Neverweight Champion. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Never Openweight Champion. The leader of the Bullet Club. Switchblade Jay White. Yeah. The Bullet Club just challenged the elite. And if you're like wondering who's in the Bullet Club now, Bad Luck Folly. Oh, shit. Uh, you remember the two Samoan cats? Yeah. The Headhunters kids? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Tonga and Toa. So they're in the Bullet Club now? No. They are the Bullet Club. Those are original members of the Bullet Club. Him, Bad Luck Fale, like, like legit, like they're... Um, plus all the other Bullet Club members who haven't factioned out, like factioned out yet. So it's going to be Bullet Club versus the Elite. It's be dope, and they're doing it as a crossover in New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and AEW are all working together to make like one super brand. And WWE just shit their pants. Because if all of our competitors are teaming together, they're coming for the throne. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So they have... You might have to go back to Attitude, dog, and get rid of that bullshit. They're going back to PG. They thought about doing the, uh, the actual, like, like, make it more edgy. And Vince decided to take them back to PG. There are three positive storylines. I'm sorry, four positive storylines going on in WWE right now. One, Adam Cole is not under contract and is working day to day with the WWE. That's because he never knows when he's going to get dropped. No, they just fired a guy. His name is Seaman. Uh, he was in charge of the contracts for developmental. And, like, Adam Cole, the Bruiser Weight, like, all those, Malachi Black, or Aleister Black's contract, like, all those things were his responsibility, and they're not active. So, like, Adam Cole, not arguably the best thing to have ever come out of NXT, is free agent right now, working for WWE, working day-to-day. He had a personal meeting with Vince McMahon where Vince McMahon came out and said he really liked the guy and was willing to try to put this under six foot guy in the championship picture because of how fucking over Adam Cole baby is. Right? The bruiser weight is up for contract. Pete Dunn? Yeah. The guy who used to hold the belt in his mouth? Yeah. And like like, that guy's up for, like, basically better uh, Barty Skrull. Because Barty Skrull got in trouble with sexual problems and shit like that. Mm. Better Marty Skrull. Okay. And they decided they're going to dump all of NXT and put it back to developmental. So they just released their, like, last U.S. champion they just released, like, Bobby Fish. 
Like, they released a bunch of people that were, like, good. Because they're going to put it back to developmental. The only thing they're worried about is Adam Cole. Now, that gets us into the four things that WWE is doing correctly right now. Number four, Adam Cole. Trying to get Adam Cole as a Raw or SmackDown, like, championship contender. Right? Just faction that dude up. Mike Skills, wrestling ability... He's got it. He's just under six foot tall, and he's 32 years old. And the new gimmick for NXT is anybody under 30, anybody over six foot. So Vince is going back to, like, developmental territory style, like like booking, which is a mistake. Right now, the best thing for the WWE is Vince needs to die. Like of old age, just die. Mm-hmm. Because he is going to drive it into the fucking ground. They already sold the app. What app? The WWE app. Oh, that shit that I'm paying for and they canceled my subscription. Yeah, because it's on fucking Peacock now. It's on Peacock. Yeah. Which, I need to get that password so I can watch EPL. <clears throat> yeah. I also need to get your ESPN so I can watch Bundesliga. <laughs> well, Bundesliga, the Liga, and Serie I mean, yes. They're all on there. <laughs> Um, the third best thing that WWE has going on right now is that they may turn John Cena heel. That would break the fucking internet. You want to know how over that motherfucker would be? Has he already been heel before? No, never. You know why? He has the most make-a-wish contributions of all time. So how do you make that guy a heel? He is the guy for Make-A-Wish. Like, not, like, from wrestling, just period. John Cena has done more Make-A-Wish Foundation visits than any other human being ever. How do you make that guy a heel? And when you do, how fucking over is it going to be? Because if John Cena comes out as a bad guy, are you not going to immediately turn in to whatever show he's on? I would. I would. Bar none. John Cena, bad guy? I would watch every second of that shit. So that's number three. Number two. Finn Balor. They're letting him announce himself as the prince now. You know what they let him start doing again? Finger guns. As in, when he comes out, the rock star, bang, bang. he gets to do the finger guns, as in Bullet Club. Prince Finn Balor, as in Prince Devitt, as in they're going to start letting him go off the fucking rails. Full creative control. Is the demon going to come out? Uh, the demon is going to be like specific instances like they've been doing like where you fought like Bray Wyatt and shit like that right? or like he just comes out whenever he's overmatched how was that match? sorry but now they're taking the rails off of Finn Balor as in no moves barred as in fly motherfucker fly or do the crazy independent like New Japan shit that you were doing before 
As in, we're not going to dictate what your makeup looks like, Finn Balor. So he could show up as Carnage when the fucking Venom movie drops. That's dope. He's come out as Venom, Joker, Carnage. Like, like his entrances are dope. But they're going to let Finn Balor do Prince Devitt shit. That's, That's number two. So there's one other thing that the WWE has in their pocket that they haven't done yet. And it looks like it's coming. What? Roman Reigns is a heel right now. Okay. His cousins, Rikishi's kids. The Usos. The Usos. Uso penitentiary style are like his goons. And he has Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece. And his gimmick is he's the the head of the table right now. Who are they related to? The Rock. Who would take offense at someone saying that they were the head of the table when they're the actual chieftain of the tribe? The Rock. WrestleMania. The Rock versus versus Roman Reigns. Title match. Head of the table. They won't do it. They will. I don't think the Rock. He's will. coming back. He's already announced it. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, Rock versus Roman, head of the table title match. I'm sorry, if the Rock comes back, that instantly makes me watch that. That's the, it's number one. That's I had four reasons. Adam Cole, Prince Devitt. John Cena heel. Roman versus Rock WrestleMania. After that boo fest at the Royal Rumble. Roman. Oh, dude. Well, you remember when Roman won the the Royal Rumble and you literally yelled at him during a live event? You ruined the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And he almost fought you in the audience. (laughs) The real thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That instant. <laughs> well, he fucking did, bro. No, everybody was tired of seeing that shit. Just because we were all rooting for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like you literally stood five rows back, taunting this motherfucker about this Royal Rumble. I don't know if I taught him now if he's healed. He might come out and beat my ass. He will. He was <laughs> gonna beat your ass then. That's why I was ribbing you like, like fucking bro, stop, bro, don't, bro, please. <laughs> no, we're gonna do it. I'll put this chair in his face. <laughs> you actually tried to fight Roman Reigns. So? <laughs> I was drunk. Yeah, I've drunk a lot. I've never tried to fight Roman Reigns. Well, I talk a lot of shit when I'm drunk. Jesus. What do you want from me? Fuck. That's what I'm saying. You tried to fight Roman Reigns about the WrestleMania. I'm also like... I'm sorry, the Royal Rumble. Four years ago, I was still 32. The Royal Rumble that I'm talking about. I was still 32. So you absolutely know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember. I wasn't that drunk. I drove us home. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't mean shit. (laughs) So, the... uh, You're right. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Like, you have an ability. It's your special power. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, like, my special power is to start a fight that motherfuckers can't win because they never knew. <laughs> you know that, that that fight I got into that party has come up six times in the last week? That's ridiculous. 
I'm not bringing it up. Who did it? Like Trell, Jason. Like just fucking even there. No, here like second hand. He's like, didn't you like power bomb him through a fucking sectional? No. Like, no. No. But that's the kind of shit that happens. Like, wait, Matt can fight? Like, I just don't advertise it because I don't give a fuck anymore. But, like, every once in a while somebody says something real stupid. And I'm just like, mm, nope, that's the button. <laughs> nope, we fighting now. I want to fight you now. Oh, man. What are you going to do? So I got it, uh, into the subject where, uh, you know who Jackson is? So he snapped at a customer the other day. Jackson did? Yeah, like fucking like Beaver Cleaverville. Jackson. Yes. I was there. I was sitting right next to him when it happened. So here's what happened. So this guy comes up, black guy, right? In his sunglasses, seven thirty PM. Right? (laughs) Like and uh, he he opens the conversation with Oh, just rip the band-aid off, I'm a millionaire. So there's only, like, two things in this world that you can't say unsolicited. Not in the best way. No, not just period. Like, like you can't say them unsolicited. Like, if nobody asked you yeah, and you present that information, it's immediately not true. Right. Two things. One, I'm a millionaire. Ah! No, you're not. Number two, I have a big dick. Nobody asked you. That's how I know you don't. Right, like fucking, like those are the only two things. Like the only two things you can give away without any problems whatsoever is money and pussy. Like somebody's gonna take it, right? Like, like if you give up this information without anybody asking you, I have money. I have a big dick. Neither one of those are true. It's like when you get into like an argument with a guy. And he's like, "Oh, I've been doing martial arts for twenty-one years." There you go. Actually, probably. I have seven black belts. No, you don't. Seven black belts in what? D- didn't do shit, never done shit, shit never shit. did shit. Like, fucking, like, all kinds of... I, I watched UFC for 20 years. I know how to fight. Like, that kind of shit. Like, shit, I've been watching UFC for 20 years. I can tell you right now, I can't fight like that. <laughs> you've, you've actually seen me fight like that, and I barely watch UFC anymore at all. Although, I am going to start watching boxing a lot more. You should some good boxing matches. Who's Floyd's guy, Tank? Tank, uh, I can't remember his name. My guy is... The uppercut on that kid. ...and Lomachenko right now. That's the heavyweight. That's that's, that's the weight class to watch right now is the Tiafimo Lopez, Lomachenko, and your money team boy in there. I like Lomachenko. It's like Vontez Davis or something like that? What's his name? Something like that. No, it's something like that. It's like Tank Davis. Um... The Tifimo Lopez match is the match that I won $400 off of when he fought Lomachenko. They're supposed to be having their number two, which I can't wait to watch again because I think, well, Tifimo ain't fought in a while. I really want to watch that match. Like, if you guys are watching it at Scott's house, ask if I can go. Oh, we don't usually watch fights at Scott's house. We go to, we go to Hunters and play poker and watch fights. I would love to do that. Like, I don't have to be allowed to go, but, like, oh, bro, throw a boy you permission slips. Throwing it in, you in there. It's be better than what we had. You know what I'm saying? No, I throw ten bucks in there. Yeah, it's, we're it's playing one game or like 
it's until the money runs out. You play, you play, you play, put ten in. Everybody gets a certain amount. Of, we get ten dollars in chips. You just put, have to figure out what you're gonna put in there. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, like sometimes one person will end up doing it, depending on what the chip stack looks like. If the chip stack is kind of even both two ways, if we just get tired of playing, we'll be like, yeah, we split the pot. I would love to play in a game like that. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you the, the pot will be like 70 bucks, depending on who's in it. And we have buy-in, so if you actually lose all your money before 12, you can throw you can another, throw 10, another 10, in. 10 and get back in the game. If you want. So, like, if you had a lousy night, got drunk as shit... You could still spend thirty bucks and watch the fights yeah. and still. And we play. drink whiskey amongst other things and play poker and watch UFC. That's what we do. That sounds awesome. Only so. thing that sucks is poker takes forever, and most some of the times I gotta be at work at ten. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, you know, fucking. Yeah, we play a little bit of poker. You're definitely welcome to come. I can make that happen. Uh, either way. Dope. I know that we've been watching a little sport that a lot of people don't watch. Pick it up. It's better than NASCAR right now. It's better than NASCAR. It's definitely better than NASCAR. F1. So, uh, who's your team? Who's my team? I don't know if I have one. Red Bull? I have drivers. I have drivers. I don't don't have a team. Who's your drivers? I mean, like, I love Max Verstappen. I love the rivalry between Max Verstappen and, um, and Lewis right now. Fuck you, we're segueing right into my fucking opinion then. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You can go into your opinion. That's why I brought it so, up. So. Because, I mean, with that being We're at said, the summer break. The rivalry's great. We're at the summer break. Right. And Max was kicking Lewis's ass. Was. And then, race wrecked. before last. He wrecked. Lewis Hamilton wrecks out Max Verstappen. No, it was a thing. They tried to penalize them more. And everybody was like, you can't over-penalize Mercedes because they win. Which is fair. Except, in the very next race, it's Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, Norris, and Leclerc. Lewis had nothing to do with that, though. No, he didn't. But everybody knows Bottas is out of the car next season. Oh, for sure. You want a guaranteed seat? Who's getting that seat? Williams. Yeah, Williams. Who's on Williams that might end up on Mercedes? Uh, it's the, the British cat. George Russell. George Russell, yeah. So what if your team orders you knock out the five top Point getters that aren't Mercedes. Which would be so he has an abysmal start, drops to sixth, and the way he ends up hitting the back of Lando Norris's car, he wasn't ever gonna break to begin with. He was already gonna hit that car hard, except when he did finally break, his gear, his his brakes locked up. But even if he didn't break at that moment. He was still going way too fast in a field that was way too clear to see who was breaking. So he ends up hitting Lando Norris. Now, this is where the conspiracy falls in. When they line up to do the start, 
Verstappen points his wheels outside, as in they know he's going to try to take the outside on Lewis Hamilton. What does Lewis Hamilton not race well in? Rain. Who does? Verstappen. And when he takes off, he literally closes the gap, as in he might take it in the next three, three turns. Legit. And if he takes it, this track is notorious. Hungary is notoriously hard. Hard, hard to overtake. Pass in. Yeah. So you're in the rain. Lewis Hamilton is your competitor in a Mercedes that overheats in dirty air. And you're about to take the front spot. Like, they just know. Mercedes knows. Total Wolf knows. So tell your number two driver, hang back for a second, wreck out cars. I don't think that happened. I do. Because here's what happens. Who are the rank competitors in the top five? Top five right now. Uh, Bottas. No. Verstappen is one. First, well, no. No, no, no. If we're, if we're going to not, the, not this very moment. I'm talking about at the beginning of this race. At the beginning of this race? Verstappen is one. Verstappen was number one. Lewis was number two. Norris was three. Uh-huh. Uh, Who's number four? Uh, Perez. Nope. Who? Leclerc? Nope. It wasn't Bottas. Bottas is number four. Bottas was number four? And then it goes Perez and Leclerc. Okay. So, what is the other thing that you're not thinking about in the race championships? Red Bull has the lead. As a team? Yes. So, Bottas starts, drops historically bad into sixth place and rear ends Norris which would be arguable on yeah, he purpose. Out, he took out five cars bro. And that car immediately careens into the car that is in second place who is Max Verstappen. Then you hit Perez and just by circumstance you got Leclerc. Stroll takes out Leclerc. Yeah. So what are you, what is your number one driver guaranteed at the end of this race? Oh, he's guaranteed the win. He's guaranteed the points. The only problem they fucked up the pit. They fucked up and Lewis didn't pit because he didn't he didn't pit like everybody else right at the beginning of the stoppage. To Otherwise, time. he's twenty six points in the lead. That's true. Only he has to fight back from goddamn near last to third place. Almost got second. In a, in a track that you can't pass in. There are three things that happens in this race that I absolutely love. One, Lewis Hamilton fights back from 14th fucking last place. place. Now, he wasn't last, he was next to no, last. He was in last. He was in last when he came out. When he came out Giovinazzi, when he finishes that lap, was still in the race. Oh, really? So it wasn't last. It was second to last. Okay. And he fights back in a track that you can't pass in to third place. So clearly the greatest racer who has ever lived, the only problem I have, he was crying the whole fucking time. 
just whining about how he couldn't pass people. Now, at this point, Max Verstappen is in 13th place, 12th place, and his car is broken. Yeah, his car is broken. His car was broken. Broken, broken. And still finishes in the money. Still finishes 10th. Still finishes 10th. Gets a point on the board. Funny fact, Lewis doesn't get fastest lap. Who got the fastest lap? I don't remember, but it wasn't him. He had the fastest lap the whole race. No, not Lewis. Lewis did. And he didn't end up getting it. I wonder who got the fastest lap. That's interesting. I think it was a Williams card. Interesting. So, all of the major competitors are out, and he's trying to fight back up. He runs into two problems. You think it would be Verstappen, but it's not. He ends up falling behind the the the, the twelfth place car and ends up overtaking both him and Verstappen. There is one driver who literally costs him the race. Who won the race? It was um Esteban, Esteban Ocon. Ocon. Yeah. Who does he race for? He races for um, Alpine. Who used to be uh, Renault. Renault, yeah, Renault. So this is the first time since 1984 that a French driver has won a Grand Prix in a French car with a French engine. So fun statistic, right? Who's his teammate? Uh, Vettel. Nope. Vettel is Aston Martin. He's the guy that's on second place the whole time. Vettel would have won, won the race and know, Vettel, literally Vettel, came, no, no, who is Vettel that? literally came out and said, oh, I would have won the race, but the kid didn't fuck up at all. Who who is Fernando who? Alonso? Yeah. As in two time champion Fernando Alonso. As in the notorious dickhead teammate Fernando Alonso. You know who used to be his teammate? Who? Lewis Hamilton. In Mercedes? In McLaren. Um, so Lewis has burned all these bridges. He's on uh, the Renault team or the Alpine team because he has nowhere else to go. Because he's burned all those bridges. Everybody says he's impossible to work with. And for 30 laps, this motherfucker holds... Lewis Hamilton off. At bay. For no other reason than... It's his birthday, Fernando Alonso, and his teammate is in first place. And so during the race, the announcers actually say, like, I bet that Fernando Alonso would love to have his teammate win the race. But, like, the, one of the uh, commentators, color commentators, former F1 drivers, like, I can say with confidence that he would not be cool with that. And so what I saw was the greatest moment in team sportsmanship I've ever seen. Fernando Alonso, of all fucking people, holds Lewis Hamilton at bay until the final three laps. He had a brake incident. That's the only reason he got in the top three. Right. He had Lewis at fifth forever. And he immediately overtakes Carlos Sainz after that. That's because Carlos Sainz is trash. But he's third place this whole race. Right? Like, I agree. I don't like Carlos Sainz, but like, and so here's what ends up happening, right? Ocon ends up winning the race. Vettel is genuinely upset 
that he didn't win the race, even though he was in second place the entire time. Because Ocon never fucked up enough for him to overtake. And he thought he should have had that race. The win for Aston Martin. Right? So it goes Alpine, Aston Martin, Mercedes. Mercedes. And at the end of the race, Lewis Hamilton is like fucked up. Like... No, he's, he's hurt. He exhausted. Yeah. Like, raced his ass off. Like, bar none, d- despite the bitching that he did... Oh, he was racing his ass off, though. Best racer who has ever lived. driving, though. Like, driving. like, legit. Like... Mario was out there driving. Gotta give the man some respect. I don't like him. I love to watch him lose. But greatest racer of this generation, period, bar none. He's won that race eight times. So... What ends up going down is that uh, coming in in fifth place is Fernando Alonso, right? And Esteban has never won a race before. So he accidentally overshoots the pit lane, so he has to run back. Yeah, I know. His, his car died. Cause it ran out of gas. He overtook the, the point where he was supposed to get off. He didn't know he was supposed to pit at that for the placement, like the car placement. Right. Right? The only racer that did actually like pit was Lewis, because he's been there enough times. So both Vettel and Ocon missed the fucking exit and had to run back to the pit lane. Which was funny as fuck. After you raced the entire Hungarian Grand Prix. Which is 70 laps. That's a lot of laps. You know what happened? Ocon gets back to pit lane. There's guys running down from the... the yeah, running down from the they, they didn't know he wasn't going to... So they have to go get the car. Yeah. Right? And he greeted every single one of the pit crew that was in the stands, like, when he went back up there, waiting the entire time as he was congratulating every person on his team that he could touch was Fernando Alonso in his full racing gear, just clapping. And so he finally gets done greeting all those people, turns around and sees Fernando Alonso, and he is ecstatic. He picks Ocon up and, like, does, like, a whole congratulations thing. Like, like fucking, you won a Grand Prix, bro. Like, this is your moment. Like, fucking, I love you so much. And it turns out that Fernando Alonso has been super cool with Ocon the whole time. All of the, the issues with him being a dick to his teammates, all of the issues that he's had with other teams, gone. In this moment, he only raced this race to make sure his teammate won the Grand Prix. That's cool. And he congratulated him like it was the first time he won anything. Because it was. And he waited until he said... Congratulations to every single one of his teammates before he saw Alonzo was even there and Alonzo was clapping, runs up, bear hugs him, lifts him off the ground and like fucking holds his hand in the air and shit like that. And then the classiest thing, I think, is that during his champion speech, because uh, Vettel was like, the kid did a great job, like he just didn't make any mistakes, that's why I couldn't overtake him. I'm disappointed with second place. Now, Aston Martin hasn't had a podium like that, like, yet. Yeah. And so second place, Vettel's like, not good enough. 
Hamilton comes out and was like, I'm happy with my performance, but like, I'm. I did like, give kudos to Arba. Beat up. Like, I'm beat up. Like, I did my best. This is the best I could do. Right? Ocon tears off his mask and does an interview, and the first thing he does is thank Fernando Alonso for being a great teammate and gives him credit as the only reason he won that race. Well, because he knew he knew Lewis was coming. If there had been ten more laps in that there race, there is no other racer in that race that could have that could have passed him. Then it was it was going to be Lewis. And the only reason Lewis passed him was he had a brake failure, third three laps out from the win. He still held him in fifth for thirty laps, though. Think about think about crazy. Beat up the best race I've seen all year. But here's the problem. Is that because of the pit issue and because of the wreck, he should have been 26 points in the plus. Only he's only going into the summer break with the lead and six points, which means it's very much up for contention still. Oh, yeah. As long as Mercedes doesn't keep wrecking out Red Bull drivers, which they've been doing. In addition to that, Mercedes takes the champions uh, or the the club the club cup. They're in the lead now for for the the drivers cup, as in Red Bull is second now because Perez Some didn't finish another race. The constructors championship. Yep, Perez didn't finish the race. <laughs> yeah, DNR, right? Maybe and Verstappen us. got tenth. Yeah, but that was enough because their driver finishing third, that Mercedes takes advantage in the constructors race as well. So by Verstappen not knocking out the three most dangerous competitors for that lead because Norris was on a 15-race podium. Yeah, he had podium what? 15, the best ever for McLaren Racers. 15 consecutive points finishes. The best ever for McLaren. Right. He knocks him out. He knocks Verstappen out. He puts Perez out of the race, and Leclerc is a happy accident. You know who stays in fourth place? Bottas. Yeah. You know who takes the lead? Hamilton and Mercedes. Into the break. There's nothing you can say to me. Nice There's nothing you can say to me that will not convince the race, me that the race, Bottas didn't nah, race nah, wreck those that, guys out that could go. That could go either way. Lewis didn't do that shit intentionally. Also, Lewis didn't do it at all. Lewis didn't. It was Bottas and about, Mercedes. I'm talking about the race before that. The race before that, when Lewis, when, when Lewis was putting his elbow, he was wrong. Wait a second. No, he wasn't because they penalized him. Well, of course they penalized him. But me personally, I don't think he was wrong. One, he had the outs. He had the inside lane. Two, Max knew he had the inside lane. He knew where he was. He knew where he was. He knew where he was. You turned into him. That was your fault. No, I, I disagree. I think that Max Verstappen had the actual uh, lane. I don't think so. And I thought I don't think so. that, that Lewis Hamilton so. got his elbows out, refused to, to let him overtake. I don't think so. And that he wrecked him, not on purpose. I don't think so. I think it's a happy accident. In that race, in that race there. I think it's a happy accident. If the. That Max that Max easily could have gotten himself out of. I think it's payback for Monaco. 
What about Monaco? When Lewis fucked up his gear shift? Fucked up whose gear shift? His own. Ended up in last place. Well, he was stopping last in Monaco, though. Here's the thing, though. It's that he was fighting his way back, just like every other track you can't pass in, and he fucked up his his braking. So Max took the lead by a lot because he finished last, and then he's been fighting back. So what's the what's the what's the harm? Either you or Max are going to finish since first, right? So if you hit him with your elbows out and you have the outside of the track, the chances are you're going to end up having your rear they were, wheel they were coming around his inside wheel. They were coming around here. Max Which is saw exactly him go here, happened. and then they hit the turn. He still had the driving lane. No racing, shot. Racing etiquette says you have to let the guy who has the and driving lane go. Back. That, 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 and that's but what in doesn't Lewis's, make sense. In Lewis's, in Lewis's defense, Lewis had the inside lane. Max knew he was there. You had every opportunity not to turn that deep into the turn. You had already fucked up by overturning You're in anyway. the lead, and the etiquette is that if you're in the lead, oh, give man. the guy the race. Oh, man. Overtake him in the next turn. Nah. The problem was is that Lewis saw that with taking that turn and having his elbows out, his rear wheel was going to touch Verstappen's front wheel. And there's more significant damage. Oh, no, 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 no. Because you, you're, you're looking at that all wrong. The way this happened was, right before they got to the turn, Lewis was here. Lewis went to the inside and got here. Lewis had the inside lane. Max's rear wheel, Max's, Max's rear wheel touched Lewis's front wheel. That's why he spin out and went to the wall. Yeah, but it was Lewis's driving fault. That's why he got a penalty. He got the penalty. It doesn't matter. He got the win. He got the points. Is what it is. Which is what led him to be able to have this race in Hungary before the break. I mean, which is just so fucking convenient that his teammate. You have a legitimate argument. You have a legitimate argument for this race, but the last race, Max got himself. If he didn't wreck, if he didn't wreck out Max Verstappen in the last race. There is no possible way that he overtakes him and points into the break. Yeah, but Max and it, but, it guaranteed well, that's, because, that's because Max was going to get guaranteed second second place regardless. Which would have been so he far still ahead. been in the lead. They were so far ahead. Yeah, he still would have been in the lead. But either way, By six points or whatever. Either way, he keeps himself in that lead if, in that particular instance, Bottas doesn't wreck out half the leading drivers. With that and in the last race. Watch, he lets watch Lewis the take clip. that inside lane and then tries to overtake watch him again. Watch in that clip. He has seen it no twice. intention of breaking. I've and seen the, it like The twice. moment that he would have fucking braked and he locked up, the issue was is that he still would have hit that car hard. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Because Lewis wrecked out Verstappen in the race before, Bottas got team orders to go ahead and rake out the rest of the drivers before can we, can we prove the break. That, you can't prove it, but he did take a five-spot penalty for the next race, which means it was egregious enough that they thought, yeah, he did that shit on purpose. That's legit. But you know what really grinds the fuck out of my gears? What's that? The Pops people. Pops people? 
as in the guys who collect like jillions of pops Those thinking they're fucking could, dolls. It's gonna be beanie babies. Like the bubble is about to burst. Like if you don't sell off everything you don't intend to keep. So like I'm not hating on the pop collection or anything like that. Like I collect magic cards like fucking but I also play so with no man Pokemon cards is making a resurgence. Yeah, because they're rare now. Here's the issue is that pops are not a card. And cards have tangible value over time. Whereas figurines do not. So it's not like you have a uh, fucking six million dollar man toy or some shit like that. It's like you're collecting these like haphazard variables of characters that you like. So like I'm not hating on pops because like I have several. I have a me pop for fuck's sake. Like a chick I was banging gave me a fucking me pop. Right. Like fucking awesome. I have an Undertaker out like that's not out of the box. Uh, but I also have a fuck ton that are out of the box. Like I have a King from Tekken. I have uh, a fucking Pickle Rick. I have a Vegeta. I have an All Might. Like all those guys that are in other boxes and shit like that. Cause I just like them. Like I want to display them. Like that kind of shit, right? Right. But these people who leave them in the boxes expecting these. Like egregious returns based on what they do. Right? Here's the problem. Is that uh, Pops have been under investigation several times for like copyright infringement. Well, they're already... Yeah, they've been doing that. And uh, the price of these Pops, like these valuable Pops, are starting to drop. So like, dump your fucking reservoir because it's about to burst. And unless you plan on hanging on to these things for the next 50 years, it's Beanie Babies, man. Yeah, like, Beanie Babies are starting to make a small comeback because of rarity and people basically having to eat them for, like, money. Right. But, like, you're sitting on, like, fucking 15 cubic feet of pops, expecting it, like, you're millions out of them, and it's not ever going to happen. So you, so you think so? That, that's, where, that's where it's at? Yes, I believe it's been there for a hot minute. Man, that's crazy. I know a bunch of people that buy those pops, too, man. Like, they spend, like, a And, like, depend on them. Like, like, collect them. Like, it's it's out of control. Like rare shit. Anyway, I think this has been a fairly constructive episode. Yes. Nice comeback. Let's go. It's me, your boy. The bad outro. Bad outro. Give it that double T. My partner's always the quintuple double. Quintuple double. You a bitch, though. You a bitch. Yeah, I know. See you soon, motherfuckers. You bastards. Season episode two coming some. Hey, remember. If you think you're classy, you're probably trash. Yeah, host.